MTV Breaks is a platform that helps young people break into creative industry careers because we know how hard it can be to get your foot in the door. This podcast was recorded live at MTV Music Week in Plymouth, where we hosted four days of MTV Breaks career panel talks. Whether you're interested in building your own brand and social media following from scratch or leading the creative of a signature television show, our creative industry insiders are here to help as they reveal their top tips on how to play the game, get the edge and bag that dream career. I actually did end up getting in a crew. That's really how I started writing properly. Um, and I was like the Lisa Mafia, the Talisa. What was your the, what, wait, wait, what was your crew name? Oh my god, it was such a terrible name. Tell oh, me. Newfound content. Which sounds like something <laughs> okay. like IT company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Join me, Tania Taylor, as I sit down with singer-songwriter sensation Ray Black to talk all about her rise to musical acclaim and what she's learned from making it big in the music industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome. How are we? Good? Raring to go. Uh, Welcome to the first day of MTV Music Week in Plymouth. Um, Those that don't know, my name is Tania Taylor. I'm a presenter and DJ, of course, from MTV, uh, from KISS FM UK. But enough about me, because you're not here to sit here and listen to me talk about myself. No. Uh, I'm really excited to introduce this next lady. I think she's one of the best female artists we have in the UK at the minute. So please make her feel very, very welcome. It's Ray Black. Woo! How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Thank yes. you for joining us in for sunny Plymouth. Me. We've got yeah, good it's weather. Nice today. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk to you. I want to take it like all the way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to be a musician? Um, I think just like being such a big fan of music, I would always listen and watch MTV, actually, not just plugging it. Yes. I actually would watch MTV <laughs> religiously. MTV base. <laughs> yes. yes. Always come in, watch Trevor Nelson. Yes. Um, I used to just love it and I always used to used to think that like I hope one day I'll be on this you know, TV channel and singing and dancing. I used to copy everything. Um, and yeah, and then I just started writing raps in my bedroom. That's yeah. where it started. Yeah. Let's talk about that, the early songwriting experiences. Can you remember the first like set of bars that you ever wrote? Oh. <laughs> that means she can. She doesn't want to no, say them, but I'm so gonna make her. Oh bad. Please and give me a little No one probably get it because it was a wrestling reference. I used to watch wrestling as a kid. Okay. So it was my name is Rita. Some people call me Lita because hey. I'm big and very strong and I eat and sleep for a long. Oh my god! That is a round of applause. Bars, bars, bars for days. Oh my god! Because you can do both. Yeah. You can sing. You songwrite. Yeah. What do you prefer? Do you prefer like the rapping or the singing? Um, I think I like both just as much, but um, I enjoy singing more. Yep. I would say maybe actually, because it's just a chance to like, you know, play with your voice a bit and it feels more emotive. For me, I rap when like I have something to say, like something to really get off my chest, then it has to be rapped. Yeah. You can go deep with the rap. Yeah, exactly. You can. Um, What older artists would you say inspired your music and inspired like your early career? Um... Hmm, a range. So I always loved um, 
Amy Winehouse's songwriting, maybe from about the age of like 13 when I could actually understand, you know, what she was talking about. Um, And I just loved how she put the words together and how they felt so like personal and raw. Um, And in terms of rap, I've always been a big Jay-Z fan. I'm like a huge Kanye West fan as well, even up until now. So Me too. It's fine. We can say that out loud. We still love him. We still love him. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I always loved his lyricism and and, um, the soulfulness as well of the music. What are some of the challenges that you faced being a female artist from South London? Hmm, um, I would say mostly just getting like recognition, yeah. getting support, um, especially where I was from. Like growing up, it was mainly just um, like crews. So it's just like a bunch of boys who all go to, go to school together or whatever, and they just link up and make a track. And as a girl, no one's really trying to let you in at all. No one wanted you to be the Lisa Mafia. <laughs> yeah, no, no one wanted <laughs> you to be there until um, I actually did end up getting in a crew. That's really how I started writing properly. Um, and I was like the Lisa Mafia, the Talisa. What was your the, what, wait wait? What was your crew name? Oh my god, it was such a terrible name. Tell oh, me, Newfound Content, which sounds like some sort okay. of like IT company. Yeah. <laughs> so the collective was Newfound Content. Yeah. And was you very black in Newfound Content, or was no. you something else? No. no. Tell we'll me, just, go on. No, no, no. We're gonna leave that one out. I'll make you feel better. My crew name, I couldn't even sing or anything. I was just part of one. Was Titch E. With a hyphen Titch in it, e. Titch Dash E. Bad. So just to make you feel better. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Mum's mm, do it. Young Bunny, which is <laughs> see, you see what I mean, babe. We, we all got to start somewhere. Young, but we, why you, Ng? Obviously, like young, young, like, yeah, yeah. young. You have to say it with <laughs> emphasis. Young Bunny. I feel it now. I feel it. Uh, what were your initial fears like breaking into the music industry? Because there's so many other like incredible female artists mm-hmm. at the minute. Mm-hmm. What were your fears? Um, do you know my fears really in the very beginning is like why would anyone care yeah. I just thought why would anyone care like, I wrote these songs about me and my life and where I'm from in my bedroom and like I just thought why would anyone care but my friends gassed me up really my friends were like you're gonna blow as but they you- should <laughs> as, Love your friend, those friends. as your friends should yeah they heard the songs and was like no you're sick you're sick you're sick <laughs> Um, and they just gave me like the motivation really to be like, okay, cool. If my friends are messing with it, and my friends they don't lie, like if it's trash, I was gonna they'll say, be are like, they being nice, sis? Okay, <laughs> that ain't it, sis. Um, but yeah, they they gave me the motivation. Yeah. When would you say you had your first like big break? Because they always say it takes like one song, mm-hmm. it takes three and a half minutes. Yeah. When would you say was Ray Black's big moment? Um, I would say mine kind of built up a bit so so the first video I put out was 50 50 um and I would say that got people talking because um I feel like people hadn't really seen a video like that from a girl before like it was me on the ends on the block with like a whole bunch of girls with your new crew yeah with my crew (laughs) and we're like in the chicken shop and in the hair salon and it's like oh my god this is so hood and they hadn't really seen anything like that from a girl. So that, I would say, got people's attention. But I would say maybe the moment was um, when I dropped my song, My Hood of Stormzy. Yeah. Because um, I think people just connected with it and that kind of made things yeah, explode. You've got a really good relationship with Stormzy. Yeah. You've been in his music video. He's obviously featured mm-hmm. on your track. What did it mean to get that kind of like recognition from someone like him? And he's mm. from South London too. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, it just felt, it was really humbling actually, because at the time he was like, not at, at the peak, but mm-hmm. he was very clearly about to do a madness. And yeah. like, having known him just from the ends, like just from the areas and normal guy, it was just like, wow, do you know what? 
um, no matter how big you get or, you know, how gassed up you are or whatever, you should always remember, like, the people that got you there, remember where you're from, and also acknowledge other up-and-coming artists yeah. as well. Like, if you love someone's music, why not support them if you actually are a fan of, of their music? So um, it just meant a lot to me that he was a fan of my music and just, like, yeah, and remembered where he came from. I remember seeing you, like, a couple of years ago at the first ever Murky Festival, yeah. and he was like, Ray Black, everyone! Like, literally, like, your yeah. biggest fan, number one supporter. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's take it back to 2015. Mm -hmm. You released your EP, Havisham. What did that release mean to you? Um, that was, like, my baby. That was, like, the birth of, of something. It was, yeah. like, the beginning. And when I dropped that, again, like, that was the first thing ever. It was just, like, a mixtape. I ripped the beats off YouTube and off Bandcamp. And um, and nobody knew who the hell I was. And just putting it out there and getting like a, some sort of reception at all just meant so much to me. And I was like, wow, okay, this is actually possible. Like I, I can actually break into the music industry if I've gone from being unknown to having like hundreds of people listening to my songs and now I'm doing shows in like yeah. East London and stuff, yeah. How did you find being an unsigned artist navigating your way through the music industry? Um. Do you know what? <clears throat> I would say it, it was difficult, but such a good learning curve, such a good like growing process. Because as an unsigned artist, you literally have to like do everything yourself. So it was just me and my manager, you know, figuring out, okay, cool, when are we going to drop this? How are we going to do this? Oh, this costs a bit too much money. Yep. Um, and I would say it helps you to be really business focused. Like you learn that it's not just like, oh yeah, I've got a nice song, so I'm just going to sing it and be a star. <laughs> so it's like, Don't work like, like that. Yeah, it doesn't. There's so much more to it. Um, and I learned about that through that process. Um, and really, I think it just taught me to be self-sufficient. Like you've just got to keep stuff going yourself. What about when you signed to Island Records? Mm -hmm. Some people are in the building right now. Yeah. Uh, when you signed to Island Records, did you realise that you could take everything to another level? Mm -hmm. Did you feel like, okay, I'm going to be really successful now because you had that big backing? Mm -hmm. I feel like, for me, what um, I, I've loved the most about working with a label is just yeah, being able to take things up a notch, really. Yeah. So I'm someone who, like I said, I always used to watch MTV Bass all the time just because I loved the music videos and always had these big ideas from my music videos. And now I feel like because of a label backing, I can do that. I can do a sick video and have this idea and bring my ideas to life and, yeah. just, and just push things out a bit more. Yeah. You can execute everything that was like in your head. It yeah. can happen now. Exactly. exactly. I love that. So your real name is Rita. Yeah. How does Rita differ from Ray Black? Um, do you know what? I, I would say they're not like far from each other. Okay. But I would say maybe Ray Black is just me like times 10. <laughs> maybe <laughs> me times 10 in terms of like at, at home when I'm like just me, my family, I'm chilled and whatever. And we have bands. And then on stage, I would say I'm more of like a, a character. Like I'm more dancing and I chat to the crowd and yeah. stuff. And um, I wouldn't say I'm like a really shy person. But I would say when I'm off stage, I'm a bit more like to myself and yeah. I don't, I wouldn't just be like, okay, I'm just going to start singing now. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. Ray Black is like, you're Sasha Fierce. It's like your alter yeah. ego. Yeah, sort of. Of yeah. the Rita. Yeah. How have setbacks in your career helped you, made you stronger? Um, do you know what? Everything is a lesson. Everything is a lesson. And um, I feel like any form of setback I've had, I've taken something from it. Whether it's like, um, 
a, a, an experience of like making the wrong decision like mm -hmm. in, the, in the business kind of way like okay cool I shouldn't have maybe done that thing because it didn't work out like whether it's like financially or just like um, didn't take the right step first I think it's always just a learning curve to be like okay cool this is how I should do things the next way and I think you're supposed to make mistakes as well if you don't make mistakes then how how will you learn and how will you know how you should do things like I'd say for me the biggest setback at one point was like attempting to do things in a way that wasn't natural to me okay and I think um, for any artist if you start trying to follow in someone else's footsteps you're just going to go wrong because everybody's journey is different and you should always just be true to what feels natural to you and you're also going to lose you and how mm. you want to be portrayed to mm -hmm. your audience because every artist is completely different yeah so let's talk about Impress, yeah. latest release. I feel like you're so sassy on Impress. Oh, really? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're very, very, very black on Impress. Talk okay. us through, like, what inspired that piece. Um, so the Empress project came about because um, it was just really conceptual. I wanted to make something that meant something mm -hmm. to people, to my friends. And I wanted to make something that was, like, uplifting and made people feel good about themselves. Because in that point in my life, I felt very good about myself because, like, I was in a relationship. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody loves me. <laughs> and, like, I'm cute boot up, Yeah, booed boot up. up. And, um, and I think it was just that feeling of um, being, like, respected and loved and cherished and um, knowing what it felt like to not be cherished and loved and respected. And I felt like it was important to put out a message to tell people, like, male or female, that you should demand respect. And that's, like, the bare minimum. Um, yeah, and that's where that was birthed. How did the songwriting process throughout creating Empress change? Because, you know, you go through different experiences. Yeah whilst writing each song, did it change a lot? Like, the direction? Um, yeah, I think... I, during that process, I found how I like to write songs. Okay. Um, so before, like I said, I just used to write songs in my bedroom, and that was an interesting process. Sometimes it would just be like, I'm crying now, so <laughs> I'm just going to put it into words. Um, so emotional. Yeah, like, so emotional, like, rain outside the window, <laughs> dark night, Mary crying. Mary Jane vibes. <laughs> I love it. Um, and now there's other people there, so I've got to rein it in a bit. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I just like to like listen to the track and then um, whatever feels natural um, will come out. But I guess because it was conceptual, I was thinking more about like, what do I want to say? Okay, this, yeah. this is what I want to say on this project. So today I'm going to write about this in particular. Yeah. Have you had girls like come to you and talk about Impress as a piece, like how it made them feel? Yeah, I have. And I would say that is one of the most like that's one of the most amazing things about what I do is seeing how your music actually impacts somebody. Like, it's all great, like, hearing it on the radio and everything and, you know, living out your dreams. But I think knowing that you've, like, impacted someone's life is something that I really cherish. Like, yeah. whether it's a DM from a girl, like, that really helped me through this or someone telling me about Paradise, you know, helping them through the passing of somebody. And I just feel like, oh, wow, like, there's, there's a purpose to what I'm doing and it's not just so... Um, it's not just so selfish. Yeah. Yeah. You must also get girls and guys DMing you about like how to become an artist. What would be your top tips for people that want to break into the music industry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. So my top tip would be um, know yourself. 
number one. Like, know who you are as an artist. I think that's so important because trying to emulate someone else is so pointless because they already exist. So know yourself and, like, know your lane. Like, okay, cool, this is... I want to be an R&B artist. I want to be a, a rock artist or whatever. And, um, and stay true to that. And then I would say just make stuff happen yourself. Do not wait for anybody because you'll be waiting for a lifetime for someone to say, hey, come to the, you want to come to the studio? Make a hit. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen so like that happens, at so all. So I would say just make sure that you get stuff popping yourself, whether it is like finding a studio somewhere, recording some songs, like ripping some beats, making your own beats because you learn how to make it on YouTube or, um, you know, joining a, a band or joining a choir, like something, just start something to get it going yourself. Yeah. So what about music coming up in the future? Because I've heard that in the past you were part of like a little rock band. Oh my God. I do my research, people. (laughs) I do my research. Do you think that you would put in kind of... (laughs) You'd put in like a rock kind of element to like music to come? Because that would shock everyone. And if it's done well, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm just so happy that there's not some sort of clip that was about to come up. That's why I was shook. I'm joking, it's not. yeah, do you know what? I, I, I'm a lover of all different types of music. Yeah. Um, and I may not personally make a rock song, but <laughs> I am a fan of, like, some rock music. So I would actually one day love to make a song of, like, U2 or Coldplay. That would be amazing. Yeah. Jay-Z did it. It's fine. Yeah, right? Yeah, you can. You can. You can mesh the world. Yeah. <laughs> make it Why work. Mm-hmm. Um, before we say goodbye, does anybody have any questions? This is your time, people. Yeah. Hi there. Um, uh, so, in in the rap game now, who's your top five? Oh, oh my god! Oh, okay. <laughs> Not even top three, you know. Oh, top, top five. five. Right now. Um, okay, number one for me right now is Kendrick Lamar. Huge fan. Um, number two, it's always going to be Kanye West, regardless of what he does. Um, <laughs> number three, Jay Z. Hmm. Number four, right now, I want to say current people. Um, Do you know what? I'm going to throw Dave in there, you know? Like, he's really, really doing bits for the UK, and I think right now is, like, an artist that's going to be, like, a name for our generation. 100%. Um, And then number five. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say Wretch. Yeah, Wretch D2. One of the best lyricists yeah. from the UK. Yeah. That's a good top five. Yeah. Mix it up. Any other questions? Hey, yeah. Um, hey. Have you ever been given um, some advice that's really stuck with you throughout the whole time up till now that you always go back to? Yeah. And remember? And by whom? Who was that? Um, do you know what? My, my old manager actually gave me some great advice. And he literally, it's so simple, he said, Ray, don't do whatever you don't want to do. Like, whatever you, whatever you don't want to do, like, as in, if something feels like it's not you, don't do it. Like, don't wear that outfit. If you don't feel comfortable in it, if you don't think you look good, don't wear it. If you think that song's too pop, don't, don't put it out. If you feel like this and that, not, not in a, like, I'm just saying no to everything, but, like, if you feel like something does not represent you, don't do it. Yeah. How much of um, getting started in the music industry is about who you know? And have there been any, like, key relationships for you that have mm. seen you through? 
Mm. Yeah, I would say 100% it's about who you know in this, well, in life anyway, but like in this industry, um, definitely. And even just in the beginning, I just found that it was like the network of people around me that helped me. So making my first mixtape, Havisham, was actually because I knew Stormzy just from like the ends. And um, and I asked him like, oh, where did you record your first EP? And he hooked me up with this guy, um, an engineer called Six. And he was like, trust me, this girl's sick. Like you should work with her and spoke to him for me. And then I got my foot in the door. So I think it's really important to just like network. I don't like networking, but it's just something that's good because you get to meet people who can help you or people who you can collaborate with. Perfect. Any more questions before we go? One more. Hi. Hi. Um, your music videos are really powerful and Thank really emotive. Um, just wondering, how do you come up with the concepts for them and the ideas behind them? Mm -hmm. And sometimes are the ideas, do they inspire your songs sometimes? Mm -hmm. um, that's a good question. Um, I think it's changed over time. In the beginning, when I was like independent, I'd have to like source people and be like, this is what I want to do, and, da -da -da, and then they will help me bring it to life. Um, but now, working um, with people who are like commissioned to do videos is a lot more collaborative. So I would usually um, tell the director the kind of theme I'm going for, whether I want it to be like dark or light, um, and just any ideas really in my head. And then they bring it to life and we'll be like, okay, cool, based on what you've said, these are the ideas, yeah. Amazing, thank you for your questions. One last time for Ray Black, everybody. Thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this MTV Breaks podcast. Let us know what career advice you liked best or what you'd like to hear more of using the hashtag MTV Breaks podcast. To catch up on some of the action from Plymouth Music Week, search on social using the hashtag MTV Music Week. <laughs>